Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Everybody doing all right this morning? Yes, we're doing great. How are you? Just just fine, just fine. It's uh, post-4th of July. Everybody have a good holiday? We did. I think people are still celebrating in the neighborhood. Hey, hello to Rodney back on the board. Waving at Rodney. Um, So a few announcements before we get started, as always. Uh, We want to thank our sponsors, the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development. It is their grant dollars to us that help us produce Rhode Island Avenue Radio, and it is uh, their support of our organization that allows us to assist small businesses up and down the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street Corridor. Um, So big thank you to DSLBD and DHCD. Uh, If you would like to uh, be named as one of the RIA radio sponsors, uh, we would be happy to have you join the family. Give me a call at 202-808-9050 or shoot me an email, kyle at riamainstreet.org. That's kyle at riamainstreet.org. And if you would like to have your business profiled on Rhode Island Avenue Radio, same thing. Give me a call, shoot me an email, uh, and let's talk about getting your business or service or or business-related service. profiled on Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Um, so, Michelle, we are we are planning Fall Fest now. Yes, we are. We just had the summer solstice a week ago, and we're planning Fall Fest now. We're getting ahead of the game. Well, uh, you know, it's one of those things we kind of start planning, like, the minute we wrap up one Fall Fest, we start planning the next year. Right. So this year, um, Fall Fest is going to be on Saturday, September 30th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., uh, registration for vendors and performers and volunteers is all open now. And if you are a Main Street business, a Rhode Island Avenue Main Street business, you get a special vendor rate for your booths. Um, that is a limited time offer and a limited space offer, to be quite frank. Um, so get over to our website, riamainstreet.org, and sign up now. Like I said, Main Street businesses get a special discount. And uh, even if you already have a business in the middle of the area where we are having Fall Fest, um, sometimes it's a good idea to lock in the booth space right outside your business so that you can uh, have an even bigger footprint for the day. And, you know, not only draw people in with, with samples or activities at your outdoor booth in front of your business, but then have them move inside your space after that to, to really get engaged. And if you're a performer, um, music, dance, uh, singing, any, any kind of performance, uh, you know, we're looking for performers for the day. So again, riamainstreet.org is the website. Uh, go over there and sign up for vendor registration, performer registration, and of course, um, become one of our amazing volunteers for the day at the same location. Okay, um, there's a bunch of stuff going on this summer, um, right and left. Um, I try to send out a weekly newsletter um, that outlines what's going on for the week leading or following 
the the newsletter that I send out. I don't always get it sent out on the same date, but um, anyway, um, you can also sign up for that newsletter on our website. Going to beat a dead horse here. RIAMainStreet.org. Sign up for the newsletter, and you can get uh, links to upcoming events up and down Rhode Island Avenue Main Street all week long, each week. Okay, I think I'm running out of things to talk about now, uh, which is good because we've got a great new business to talk with today. Yes. Michelle? Well, today we're joined by Paul Weinstock of a new business that will be coming on to the avenue called Fun It Up. Paul, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Tell our listeners about Fun It Up, uh, which is a very cool name, by the way, okay. and, and leads to great expectations. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure, but Fun It Up sounds like fun. fun. So tell us about your business. Okay. Well, I want to start off how did I came about uh, with the name and the business itself. I have three grandbabies, but at that time it was two that was born, and they were three and seven. And uh, they used to have to go to Maryland or Virginia to have fun for indoor parties and events. So one time they were riding and they saying, Papa, why do we got to ride so far to have a birthday party? So I said, well, these are the closest venues that they have. So then I started doing some research. And then I was looking for something in the neighborhood, which I grew up in the Woodbridge neighborhood. And I wanted to bring something where the kids could love and have fun, just a place where they actually could just enjoy themselves for birthday parties and moon bounces and games and things to that nature. So I came up to Rhode Island Avenue one day, and I seen that it was a place of business there that provided these services. But at the time, it never was open. So then I kept on looking around and everything, trying to find a space, and then I got a blessing where as though the place was went out of business. So then I contacted the landlord who owned the building, and we agreed to uh, do a contract and everything, and this is how Funded Up established. And it established this year, which was about two months ago, and we decided that we would use the same concept but add different things for the kids as well as the youth, which we put an educational component within it as well. And we do have some of the concepts as far as the moon bounce, the um, ball pit, we added uh, Connect Four to it. We also added uh, a dance class with it and other activities that would help the youths in uh, the Woodridge area as well as other areas as well. So what do you see? I mean, the other place that was open wasn't open a lot, so a lot of people may not even know the things that they had. So some of these things they had and then you've added to them. Is, is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, I kept some of the concept. And one of the things that I had to take away was the climbing wall because okay. of the insurance okay. policies. So I took that away. I added the Connect Four. Also, I added some uh, games, computer games that was not there as well. So is this going to be a party destination place or a daycare? What is your concept? My concept is more so of a party atmosphere where they can come and have birthday parties, Um just baby showers, uh, little fashion shows for the kids as well. Okay. Right. What, what about open playtime? Will there be a time, for, you know, like on a rainy or cold Saturday? Can parents bring their kids there since they can't take them to the park? Yes, we'll have an open session for playtime. Um, we'll open up at 12 to 9 on uh, Monday through Thursdays. 
and Fridays and weekends we're open from nine to nine. Nice, nice. Okay, and um, will you have a fee? Where is there going to be a drop-in fee if for these days, like when it rains or when it's cold? Or is it an hourly fee? Have you worked out that feature yet? Yeah, we have an hourly fee and a half an hour fee that we will implement as well as having birthday parties mm-hmm. or just basically booking it for a certain amount of hours as well. Okay. And you could have multiple. I don't know how big that space is, but you could have multiple events potentially depending on how large a party is. Yes, we have basically the uh, the common area, which is very big. And then we have two other um, closing areas that can be rented out. Okay, okay. And how many staff members do you see that you all? Um, we have approximately have? six staff members okay. now. Okay, and I, I'm sure everyone or some people are CPR certified. Right, and yes. and uh, how will you maintain safety? I guess taking well, out the climbing wall was, was one of, of them, was yeah. one of those <laughs> features. We're not going to let your, cli- your child fall off a wall. Now. <laughs> uh, we have mats as well for you know. Uh, the precautions, so if they fall or mm-hmm. whatever, that they be protected by the, the mats and not actually the tile or whatever that's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Also, what we did, we put foam around some of the corners. So, you know, if you run in or whatever, you won't hit a corner and accidentally cut yourself. You're trying to uh, use as much safety as possible. And even with the plugs, uh, as far as your electrical plugs, we even have caps that we're plugging in. Mm-hmm. We've covered the radiators and things of that nature as well. What's the age range of the kids that you anticipate? I mean, even though the Moonbound sounds fun for me, I guess I'm too old. <laughs> but no, you not too old. Uh, I had okay, a guy cool. in, in the Moonbounds party. <laughs> uh, new Ward Five Happy right, Hour. Right, New Ward Five Happy Hour <laughs> at the Moonbounds. Yes, I had a I had a young man. I'm gonna say young man, but he was 50 years old, and he got into Moonbounds. Ah, so, okay, uh, very so, good. Um, but so, what age range do you think you're going to cater to? Well, basically from one to twelve. Okay, and um. We will try to have some other activities there, educational for the for the kids as well, because I think education is very important. So, so are you open now? You soft yes. open now? Yes, we have a soft opening now, but we plan on actually being open Monday. I think that's the seventeenth of July. We'll confirm that. Keep talking. Yes. Okay. And also, we'll do our grand opening in August, and we're having a tentative date. So we're waiting for some other uh, politicians to get involved okay. in, as far as their scheduling. So your soft opening is happening right now or on the 17th? Right. It's, well, we have some events there, but okay. the 17th will actually be the soft opening. Okay. Right. And then you, you're going to get a website together yeah. that will detail? Yes. We're oh. in the process of uh, putting a website, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and things of that nature together. And I guess because you're not open, you'll kind of see what the needs of the neighborhood is and then maybe go from there. Yes. And so what we'll do as well, we, we'll uh, contact the community and ask what, you know, things that they may need or what do they want to bring to, you know, the business itself. Is there an outdoor play area in in, in your no, it's uh, no okay. outdoor. Everything's, Everything's indoor. indoor. Okay. Well, that's yes. good because uh, climate control. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, that's important because um, you know on super hot days you want to be able to have some place to go, or or super cold days, and that is very true. And my uh, what you said about your grandchildren um, having to take them out to Maryland, I definitely yes. had to do that, and there was nothing in DC. Yes. 
that uh, fit this. So this is a great thing to have added to our community and neighborhood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, what what uh, what do you think the hourly rate is going to be? Well, we're in the process of working with an hourly rate, but I think what we'll do is we'll start off like maybe seven, eight dollars a half an hour, and then we'll be flexible per child. Yes. Okay. And my yeah. thing is this is trying to make everybody happy and where it's cost effective, where everybody can afford to you know actually bring their kids. Sure, sure. What what are some of the educational opportunities that you're you're mentioning? Well, what we're thinking about doing, we have a paint and sip, but it's this is not really education. This part is fun. <laughs> the paint and sip is Kool Aid now for the kids, ah. but <laughs> we'll be able to paint. So let's not get off and think that it's the original paint and sip for grown people. And also with the educational components, what we will do is basically an entrepreneurship program, which I will connect with. Um, industrial bank and they'll come out and help the youth uh, understand the importance of financial literacy as well and i think that it's very important to teach them at a young age to understand the importance of credit yeah and also what we'll do is we're working with uh teaching a modeling class for the young ladies at, at the age group and then also with the young males we're doing what we call like a workforce development which will be an entrepreneurship course that well, sounds great. I think young men and women could both benefit from both of those. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it sounds like parental involvement is required. Mm-hmm. This is not a drop off your kid situation, correct? Yes. Okay. You want to make that clear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not babysitting. Right. This is not babysitting, but this is parental involvement and then staff help. Yes. Also with uh, DYRS, they have been a, a good help. And we're working with them as well with a parenting class, which is open for... What organization was that? Uh, Department of Youth Rehabilitation Services. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Very good. Very cool. So you're looking to open up in on July 17th 17th, and then have a grand opening, which we will advertise. uh, Yep, in August. August. Okay, all right. Now tell our listeners where you're going to be located because not everyone knows the address. Okay, we're located at 2312 Rhode Island Avenue. And I use Rita's Ice for the landmark. Of course, because everybody knows, <laughs> everyone knows where Rita's ice. is. Yes. It's between Rita's and Zeke's. The right. yes. two critical landmarks yes. on yes. Rhode Island. Coffee and ice cream <laughs> between yeah. those. All right. Yes. Well, that sounds good. We're, we're looking forward to you opening and welcome to the neighborhood. Okay. Yep. Thanks a lot, Paul, for stopping by. Um, and we'll... Uh, we'll have you back once you open up yeah. and... Yep, absolutely. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can maybe get some... Uh, Live broadcast going on from ah. on the uh, twenty, uh, whenever the grand opening is. But we'll stop in and uh, maybe do some um, some photos and some video during your soft opening, so that um, so we can put it out on social media and show people what you got going on in there. Okay, and I want to thank everybody for inviting me. Absolutely, right. thanks for joining us. Okay, now it's time to check in with Casey from Good Food Markets. Good morning, Casey. How are you? Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Michelle. I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing fine. We're doing fine. What's going on at the market this hot and wonderful summer? I know. It is so hot out there. I can't even believe it. Um, We are starting to see a lot of that local produce come in. So it's been an interesting, you know, past few years with our local growers. Um, We've worked a lot with farms out of Pennsylvania, and we've tried to do some hyper-local produce uh, grown here in D.C., 
Um, and it's interesting because we haven't had the, the flush, you know, cherry and blueberry and peach season that we're used to. We're getting sporadic um, availability as well as quality. And it has a lot to do with how our winters have gone. So they've been... Um, they've not been as cold as they need to be for as long as they're used to. Um, so we might have some cold snaps for sure, um, but these, these fruit trees need a nice, long, dormant winter in order for them to go into that hibernation. Um, there have been these warm spikes in the middle of our winters that will, you know, wake these trees back up, and some of these will start to bud and blossom um, way too early. They think that it's spring, even though it's probably still the middle of February. Um, and that's affecting a lot of the fruit production all up and down the East Coast. So it's been a little bit of a slow fruit season, but I think that our veggie season, I mean, the tomatoes love hot, hot heat. I mean, I'm hoping to see some huge, juicy ripe tomatoes come in soon because we've already started to get some of the cherry tomatoes come in. So but we're on the lookout for that here at the market. So uh, what is that? Well, climate change. Hello. Uh, I know. Change. I didn't want to say that. Global was, warming, right? I was trying, it it I was, is real. Yeah, I was trying to not go get all political, but was, come on, right, climate change. Exactly. That's what it's happening. No, I know, and it's it's hard to avoid. But there there are these weather patterns. You know, for for whatever reason it might be. Um, I think a lot of us can agree and point to one thing in particular. But um, there are just the the seasons are changing um, in a way that I think a lot of us didn't anticipate, and it has a real effect on our food. Um, you know, that shows with, with what's available at the store and then obviously the price to the customer. Um, it, it's amazing how I don't think really ever before now people have been so astute as to the prices of our avocados, for example. Um, but that specifically points at California's agriculture. Um, a lot of the, most of the avocados that you see in any grocery store are coming from Mexico and California. And, just everything that's happening in California with drought, you know, this isn't even avocado season, but the prices fluctuate like crazy from week to week. And our customers notice, I mean, they're completely willing to buy them because who doesn't love, you know, half of an avocado with pretty much any plate. Um, but people know how much an avocado costs. I mean, you used to be able to find them for under a dollar, um, especially if you bought maybe six at a time. But now you can never find an avocado under about one fifty. It's really hard to come by. Yeah, I uh, just this weekend heard a story on NPR about how Georgia, famous for its peaches, lost like ninety mm-hmm. percent of its peach crop this year because because yeah. it, it wasn't cold enough, long enough. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's really hard for these farmers to transition, especially with. You know, even if you're not monocropping through um, corn or soy, a lot of these people, these, these long-standing family farms, rely on one big cash crop, say peaches, say tomatoes. Um, and then, sure, they might have some herbs and some smaller, you know, people will dabble with peppers and eggplant. Um, but if your peach crop doesn't come through, you know, you're done for the season. Um, and it takes, you know, two, three, we've had probably three bad seasons back-to-back. It's really hard for these small farmers to rebound. Um, well, and there's a you know, ripple. That's just a really sad fact about agriculture nationwide. But one of the really nice things that we've been trying to do here is is supporting those local guys. So, especially out of Pennsylvania, um, we've experimented with CSAs here before, which is community supported agriculture, um, and that's where you essentially buy into a farm share with a farmer. And sometimes it's a collaboration of a few farms, and sometimes it is just one farmer, um, and they're one family farm, but. 
We work with the Lancaster um, Farm Fresh Cooperative, which has a CSA but also does distribution. And we're extremely happy with their products. I mean, they work with these family farms. They aggregate all this stuff together, and then we can buy and wholesale from them. One of the amazing things that we're starting to bring in, people have been asking and asking for years, day one, is flowers. Um, It's always been really difficult for us to carry fresh-cut flowers just because of they're highly perishable, and they often come from Colombia um, and sometimes Ecuador, and there are a lot of miles to each of these flowers. And what we've been able to do now with Lancaster is source in-season flowers, a lot of which are wildflowers that are good for forage for our pollinators. Um, and they're taking some of these and they're putting them into these beautiful lush bouquets with things like dahlias, snapdragons, zinnias, things that are coming in for summer. Um, and we feel really, really good about the sourcing of these flowers, whereas before we were never able to say that we were, that we were comfortable um, with where they were coming from. Well, Casey, you just made my life so much <laughs> easier by carrying fresh flowers there. Thank you so much. He'll stay out of trouble much better. It's such a treat, right? Or at least easier to send those makeup flowers and pick <laughs> them up, just walk out of the office. That's right. I, I My wife is going to start getting flowers on a very regular basis now, so thank you for that. Absolutely. It makes someone's day. They're just so pretty. So that you've already gotten them in stock, it sounds like. Yes, we do. And we're going to mostly be having them ready for the weekend just because, like I said, they are highly perishable. um, And we want to make sure that they last in your home as long as possible. So we're usually bringing them in on Thursday. um, And then they'll be through until we sell out or until, you know. All right. Well, (laughs) as we're recording this, it's Friday morning. So once again, we'll get a jump and uh, I'll see you later today. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, What anything new in the prepared food case? So we are starting to see our summer menu come through. Yay, finally. We're so excited about this. Um, we're doing a barbecue tofu wrap, which I think is phenomenal. I mean, I, I eat tofu sometimes, admittedly. <laughs> but I know that it's, it's a thing that a lot of people struggle with. They're not into the texture. They're definitely not into the taste. And some people are pretty weary about soy, period. Um, but Chef Trina does this amazing, she freezes it, and then she thaws it, and then maybe she even freezes it again and thaws it a second time. But in, something that happens in the process of freezing your tofu completely changes the texture. I've heard and that. I tell you, that thing is, is nice and chewy. It's almost like chicken to me. Tastes um, like chicken. And the uh, sauce <laughs> I am skeptical. I am so skeptical. I wish you could see <laughs> Kyle's face. He's not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed to tofu. And, and for people, I'm not really into wraps either. For people who don't like wraps, we're going to try and make a bowl version of it. But, yeah, barbecue in the summer, I mean, there's just nothing like it. It is so satisfying. It really is. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I might try this. Yeah. All right. So, Casey, remind our listeners where they can find good food markets, please. Yeah, come visit us at 2006 Rhode Island Avenue Northeast. So we're on 20th and Rhode Island in between Capoeira and the Global Print Shop. Um, You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, We engage there with you guys as much as possible. We're online at goodfoodmarkets.com. Weekdays, we're open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And on weekends, we open at 8 and stay open until 9 o'clock. Fantastic. Thanks, Casey. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks. Take care. 
Okay, that is going to wrap up another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, be sure and go over to the iTunes store and give us a, a five-star rating. I think we deserve this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. Um, and uh, if you think we deserve it, more importantly, head over there and, and uh, give us a rating. Show us some love. Uh, thanks, everyone, and we will talk to you next week. See ya.